This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Tremendous Leadership with Dr. Tracy Jones. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Tremendous Leadership Leaders on Leadership podcast, where we pull back the curtain on leadership and talk to leaders of all ages and stages about what it takes to pay the price of leadership. And today, I have a tremendous guest, Mike Capuzzi, and I recently connected with Mike. Jeff in Lancaster had me on a Lancaster Connects podcast, and as soon as it was done, just like wonderful, tremendous people do. It's all about the people you meet, right? We're going to talk about the books you read. He connected me with Mike. So Mike, welcome. Tracy, thank you very much. And you were an awesome guest. You were a tremendous guest on my podcast a few weeks back. And I don't say that lightly. You were awesome. I actually texted Jeff afterwards. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was a great interview. Yeah, well, that's what we do here with our Tremendous Tribe. We pay it forward and introduce other tremendous people. But for our listeners, I want to tell you a little bit about Mike. Mike Capuzzi. He's an author, a nonfiction book coach, and a short book publisher for business owners, entrepreneurs, and CEOs looking to leverage the power of being a short, helpful book author. Beginning to see the connection between us? Since 1998, Mike has helped thousands of business owners market their business smarter. Bite Sized Books is his book publishing company founded on his proven formula for creating short, helpful books, as he calls them, shooks. Is that what they're called? I love it. Trademarked. I love that. For business owners, entrepreneurs, and corporate leaders. Shooks are the ideal type of book to publish because they're easy and fast to create, can be read in about an hour, and offer helpful ways for readers to connect with the author. And at the end of this podcast, we're going to talk more about this. Mike's also the author of 19 books, including two international Amazon number one bestsellers, the 100-page book, and the magic of short books. He's also the host of the Author Factor podcast, where he interviews business owner authors and shares his best tips, wisdom, and insights on how they write and leverage a nonfiction book in their businesses. Again, Mike, I'm so excited to have you share with our guest today. Tracy, I'm looking forward to this. So thank you very much. You're welcome. Okay, so Mike, my father wrote a book, Life is Tremendous, and he gave a speech called The Price of Leadership, probably one of the most listen to recorded downloaded speeches and in it he really gets to the heart and the grit of leadership and he mm. talks about the price of leadership and that there are going to be four things that you as a leader are going to have to be paying to really be a leader and not a leader in name only and so the first one he says is loneliness and we've all grown up hearing that it's lonely at the top and heavy is the head that wears the crown 
But Mike, can you talk to our listeners about what loneliness has looked like in your journey as a leader, maybe a time you were in it, and what recommendation or resources you would give for one of our listeners that perhaps is in that season right now? First of all, Tracy, again, it was your father's book that I have, and it's a tremendous short book, right? It was a short book, Life is Tremendous. And if you recall, I bought boxes of those books 10, 15 years ago. I used them as business gifts when I first learned about it. And you guys were also in Pennsylvania. That's where I'm located. I thought it was kind of cool. But again, I think your father's book, Life is Tremendous, is a great example of a short, helpful book. So specifically to your question, honestly, I'm an introvert. So loneliness is not a big deal to me, but I understand what it means in a bigger context. So I do thrive on as an introvert, getting energy just from being alone and being quiet and stuff like that versus in being in crowds and stuff. But I think in the context of what your dad was sharing and what you're talking about here, it's maybe isolation would be a better word that I would use these days because obviously we know it's very easy as a business owner, as a corporate leader to be isolated, to shut yourself out of opportunities to brainstorm with other people, network with other people, hear other people's opinions, whether you think you have it all and you know it all, or for whatever reason, location, whatever. So I think it's a dangerous trap. Again, being an introvert, I can find myself like, oh, I can just do this alone. I can do it alone. Now, and Trace, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but now when I need some feedback, quick feed, I was doing it this morning. I go to chat GPT and ask it a question and get some, like, hey, what do you think of this idea? I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a question I should be asking one of my inner circle friends, right? But it's now technology has made it so simple to do that. But I think it's just something to be aware of. And I think when you're in that spot and in a business context, it hasn't been a bigger deal. I'd say personal, I've had instances in my life. I think the biggest challenge is like working through that and realizing, and it's hard. It's like, it's like having to go work out when you don't feel like working out. Like you have to force yourself to either reach out, open yourself up, seek out someone that can help you and really just be open to that. In the business context, I think one of the most powerful things we can talk about it more is having your inner circle, your own mastermind group, someone that you can text on a phone, pick up on a phone and say, listen, I need some help. I need some feedback. I, I'm struggling with this, whatever it might be. So I think that to me, is key to that factor of loneliness. And you talked about, you said another word could be isolation. Loneliness is not always bad. There are times when we need to uncharge Sabbath and just be yeah. in the quiet and stuff. So I love that you brought up each of these terms is, I say, amoral. It's neither good nor bad, but there's right. a good loneliness and there's a bad loneliness. And isolation is always a bad loneliness because that's not how one work being in the creative space and need help. We're meant to do it. A cord of three strands is not easily broken. Right. So I love that you shared that. And for all our introverts out there and using chat GPT, <laughs> that is so funny. I hadn't even thought about that. Well, it's a friend. I think it could eventually become a real crutch or whatever. But yeah, when you're brainstorming an idea, a creative idea, and I'm all about that. Like I was literally brainstorming a new idea this morning and just I needed some data and I needed some feedback on some of the ideas. And it's scarily amazing how good some of that stuff that, well, that I mean, back. it's almost even Google. We're researchers yeah. at heart. So yeah. I want to pull all the data. But when you, that's your best friend, there's a lot of scary science fiction movies out there like this, where <laughs> all of a sudden I look at you and I'm like, what'd you do with Mike? Where'd he go? Kind of thing. So we'll use the good side of technology and not the bad side kind of thing. So I love it. Well, thanks for unpacking that. All right. So loneliness, 
The next topic he talked about is weariness. And boy, it's a lot. Running a business, having a family, we're at the stage taking care of elderly parents, seeing loved ones cross over, just staying the visionary because you're running an entity. You have all those authors looking to you saying, hey, how do I take this book to the next level? How do you combat weariness, Mike? And what a great, I mean, we could spend an hour just talking about that. Obviously, if you're a person of faith, that is a foundation that you can always go back to and lean on that. I would also say, I think all of us have an opportunity to do up our personal health mm -hmm. levels. I think yes. any of us do, right? I don't care if you're a world-class athlete or not. I think there's things we can do. And I've gotten very serious, Tracy, personally over the, now, coming up on three years, like in the last three years coming up in November of 2020, when I went in for just a physical and got some, not horrible stuff, but just some blood work that my doctor was like, hey, this is not looking good. And then I finally started getting serious about it and researching and understanding what those numbers could mean. And knowing that heart disease and stuff like that is in my family since November, 2020, which is now close to whatever, maybe a thousand days, I've missed walking my daily multiple mile walk by like maybe three or four days in a thousand days, which I never thought I could do, by the way. I right. had a friend of mine that used to walk every day. I was like, how do you do that? Right. And now I'm in that mode, but I've really gotten serious. And I, to me personally now, and I always knew about it. We know, right? We know we should know. be doing X, Y, and Z. We know we shouldn't be eating X, Y, and Z and, and eating A, B, and C. And again, it's even like the loneliness isolation factor. It's just like, Sometimes you just got to draw a line in that sand and say, enough's enough. And I hope that the path I'm on now, as far as my health and staying healthy and focusing on that, I hope I can be consistent with that because that's a big challenge, right? So I'd say weariness for me, if I'm physically feeling good, it doesn't mean you don't become weary, but God has given us a lot of natural abilities, sleep, the food. I mean, food is medicine. I really believe all this. And I believe so much of that can have a huge impact on how you feel specifically the weariness. So I'm not sure if that's exactly what you're thinking, but. Oh gosh, yes. Yeah. And I mean, weariness of the soul, you kind of hit on with loneliness. That's where your mastermind group comes and ministers to you, but we're still a flesh and blood. We're mere mortals and yeah. we have the death clock. Sorry. I know it's a motivational, <laughs> <laughs> but the minute you're, you're born, it's appointed unto one, each of us to die. But I love that you talk about it. You mentioned the word crutch. I heard this on a sermon yesterday while I was driving into work and they said, yeah, people say, oh, well, your faith is a crutch. He goes, it's not a crutch. It's a hospital. And I love that because that gives you, I mean, the Bible's pretty clear about gluttony and overindulgence in certain things and health. We don't worship it, but by the same token, we want to run the race strong. And you can't do that if you're not physically strong. I reclaimed my health about five years ago. I saw Joyce Meyer in Hershey mm -hmm. and I think she's 80 now and she was pushing 75. And she stood up on stage and she had lost like 20 pounds. She looked phenomenal. And she's like, yeah, I got a coach. And I'm like, if I'm going to finish the race strong, I got to take care of the shell. And I'm like, okay, there you have it. So, I mean, I think that's incredible. But isn't it interesting? You said it. We know. We know sugar's bad. We know you have to exercise. We know that you have to burn more than you take in, just like a bank account. You have to put in more than you take out. Otherwise, you're bankrupt. Well, how did I gain weight? It's a scientific formula. But isn't it funny that it takes something where we finally then go, yeah, time to take action. Well, and you know, well, Tracy, scarily enough, a majority of people still, even when they get those wake up calls, right? I mean, come on. And again, we're not going to go down any rabbit holes, but geez, there's been wake up call after wake up call, right. whether it's in the world or personal. And what I find amazing, my dad is 81. 
and in good health. He lives in Florida and we talk several times a week. And he was a college professor and very contrarian, kind of very not a typical academic, but regardless, we have these deep conversations about why humans are just so good at not doing the, the things they ought to be doing and consciously doing that. So it's a very interesting thought when you really think about it. I love that. That's cool. You said contrarian. That's one of my favorite books is Stephen Sample. He was the 10th president of USC, The Contrarian's Guide to Leadership. I wonder mm-hmm. if your dad read that. It's very much the same thing. Well, we got free will and we're intrinsically kind of self-oriented. So yeah. boom, boom. Yeah, <laughs> you <right>. gotta... <laughs> the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So when your body's craving or telling you these things, you've got to master that old flesh side that rears up. So speaking of which now, we talk about abandonment. And I'm in pet rescue and there's fear and helping people over a fear of abandonment. Abandonment gets a bad name, abandoning pets, abandoning your marriage. Boo. But my father talked about abandonment as more of a focus and a pruning. Instead of what you like and want to think about or eat, you do what you ought and need to think about. Like you said, I never thought I could walk. Well, you just do it one day at a time. It's so daunting. But with all the great ideas out there and publishing, and I'm sure you get 10 million people a year call you and say, what about this? And like, you're looking at stuff and going, what about this? How do you stay Mm. abandoned and focused on what you need to, so you can get the best value for your precious time and business? It's a great question. I love it. And I'm pretty good at that, actually. I think I really do believe I am very good at discerning where I should be spending my time, how I should be investing my time. And you and I were talking before we hit record, as you get older, I think you get even more mature, more wise about these things. I have two daughters that are getting ready to graduate college, and I try to teach them about trying to understand what's important and what's not. Now, at that age, young 20s, they're still not getting it as much as I wish they were. So I think there's focus on stuff that's probably distracting, to say the least. Mm -hmm. But I think it just comes down to what's important to you, what the big picture looks like. For our clients, I have a motto for our book publishing business. It's always about serving the reader. Like If I can help my clients serve the readers and I can help my clients by serving them, then it sounds cliche, but that mindset of service and putting that first before the almighty dollar and before how we're going to make money and all this other stuff, which is important. I'm not denying that. Right. Right. But I think when you have certain mindsets and certain principles and certain beliefs and certain sort of like non-negotiables, it makes that idea of abandonment and what's important, what's not, at least in my opinion, much easier. And it's such an important topic because, and you said it's so good, discerning where I should be spending your time and your money. And that's the bottom thing. And then people go, oh, well, it's not happening. I'm like, but where are you spending your time? Who are you having conversations with? What are you reading? Nothing, nothing, nothing. I go, so that spells nothing. And Charles would say that he's like, nothing works unless you work it. So you got to get real clear on what that it is. And I remember when I was 20 as a young woman, they'll get there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure when you were 20, you were probably, but yes, they're on the path. It's just as their father and mother. Oh, I can't. Well, thank God I had the military. I tell people if I didn't have the military when I was young, I'd be living in a van down by the river. I'm not kidding. So there's always a military. It works for a lot of us. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank you for sharing that on really discernment. And I love that. It gets down to two words what's important? And people will say, oh, well, this is important to me. And I'm like, well, where are you spending your time on something else? And I'm like, then you're telling yourself a lie that's not important to you. So the proof is in the pudding. 
So, okay. Loneliness. Last one is vision and mm. vision is a beautiful thing. It got this future aspect. It's highly integrated with leadership. It's the why. And my dad would always say, again, my father was a contrarian, but he was also very pragmatic and just like, hey, vision is really, you don't have to be go up to the mountain or be uh, like Nostradamus. Vision is seeing what needs to be done. So this site and then doing it. So there's this, what do you want to attract to yourself, but also this beautiful action. So strategy and tactics. So mm-hmm. how do you vision cast and how do you set the stage for what's nice next for your business? You've been here since 1998, which is phenomenal. And how do you forecast what's coming up next for Mike Capuzzi and Bite Size Books? Again, the first thing is probably just being healthy, therefore, that the brain's hopefully being optimized, right? So if your health is there, and I was always healthy, I just, I've gotten better at it. Yes. So I've been blessed in that respect, thank God. No major issue. But it's like a car, right? You put crappy gas in a car, it's going to run crappy. And if you put good fuel in it, it runs better. So I think that's foundational. I think, well, you and I talked about this on my podcast. I'm still, I was a voracious reader at five years old and at 50 something, I'm still a voracious reader. And I like to think that that input from a lot of different people is very helpful to not only learning new things, but just being reminded, being encouraged, being motivated. I'm also a big fan, Tracy, of quiet time and creative, I call it like creative thinking time. So kind of like you're saying, I don't go off. I'd like to eventually go off into the wilderness and do it. But I am very good about being very proactive about just being quiet, typically outside, oftentimes with my dog next to me, and just letting it happen, right? Just letting the brain flow. And and by the way, it's not, I just moved it because I was cleaning off my desk today. I am old school, pen, paper. And that's how I take, and I got a clipboard I use. I take it outside with me and I just use, I have it right. I can see it stack up. So this newest idea that I've been thinking about, the one I was saying about this morning with ChatGPT, the other day, the other day, my wife and daughters were moving back up. My daughters are Penn State. So they're getting ready to move into a new apartments. So I had 24 hours by myself and my notes are right over here because I think it's just important, at least for me, to have that quiet time where I can just think and visualize like, what does this look like? Now, it doesn't all come at that. Typically, it doesn't all come at that moment. Can I share a real quick story? Please. I know I sent you a box of our books. I think uh-huh. I sent you the one. This is a very cool story, just to exemplify this. And I have it next to me somewhere. And this is no lie, Tracy. I forget the exact date, like June 30th, July 1st of 2022. So last year, a good friend of mine and I had this conversation. He's pretty proactive about trying to make the, put this country back on a good path. All right, I'll leave it at that. And he's doing a lot, right? And I'm very motivated by what he does. And I got on a phone call with him to like say, hey, this is awesome what you're doing. What can I do, right? Like, I'm not a real outspoken person. I'm not going to be out there banging. I'm not that, right? And he just, he said, listen, you have a platform. You help others. You bring people, you know, books, blah, blah, blah. So this was like right before July 4th. Well, July 4th, 2022, I had this thing in me feeling, and I, I remember sitting outside that day with my dog. And this idea came to me for a new book and more of a compilation book. So where I'm bringing on what turned out to be 13 military veterans. I think I mentioned this to you. Yes. But this idea came to me, Tracy, during a July 4th, just quiet, peaceful time outside. And here's the chill part. And you probably know this where you live in Pennsylvania. I'm sitting here thinking, is this a good idea? Like my wife wasn't even outside with me. I'm just like, is this a cool idea? This idea of a book called I Love America, where I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to feature people. 
who have just this love for America and want it to be a better place and all that. And a bald eagle flew over my house. I swear, I'm in southeastern Pennsylvania. We have bald eagles. They're not common, but they're there. Oh you know, my God. I just, and I'm trying to get my phone to take a picture <laughs> of it. It's like this little speck. But, oh, Tracy, you talk about a sign from God or above. Like, as soon as I saw that, and had I not been out there just in this mode, like, so yeah, by Veterans Day, which was November, a couple months later, I Love America, the first book came out. And oh, gosh, Mike, I love that confirmation, but you got to be quiet and you got to be watching. Sometimes we're so noisy with our own self thought about, I got to figure it out. Just let it come to you. Those, the creativity, the confirmation, the just stop blocking your, creativity and blessing pipeline. That is awesome. And we it doesn't a, we always a... happen that way, right? But oh. I just, I wrote about it in the book. It's in the book. I'm like, this yeah. was me. Well, and it doesn't always happen that way because we're not meant to be doing everything. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah. so just the little bits that you get told to do, then you go and do that. I mean, who knows? We may not write as much as John Maxwell or C.S. Lewis, <laughs> but that's okay. Every now and then, if we put something out there for people to digest, yes. Yes. We're doing our part to add yes. to the collective body of wisdom. Yes. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so we talked about loneliness, weariness, abandonment, and vision, and bonus points for vision <laughs> casting with your dog. For our listeners out there, I think you know how I feel about this. When you put God, nature, and dogs together, just get ready. It's oh like the gosh. trifecta of, yeah, you know. how cool is that? Or a cat. I don't want to get cat hate, so. Um, Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I have three cats, too. Don't send me any nasty emails. And I love my cats. I have one right here right now. So they just listen. They're just looking at me. So yeah. Okay. So loneliness, weariness, abandonment, and vision. Mike, what else? Anything else? We talked a lot about leadership, things you've gone through, things you've changed, impetus for change. Anything else that we haven't touched on? Yeah. So here's what I was coming up with this morning. I think it's very applicable and it's premature to share where, where I'm thinking about going with this. But the two, I wrote down two words this morning relative to something new I want to work on, Tracy. And I think it's very applicable to this conversation and sort of a a word of encouragement for listeners. The two words were influence and impact. And I focused the last five years primarily, almost 100% of my time on using books, that type of media as a way to allow business owners, entrepreneurs, and corporate leaders to share their influence and impact. But it goes even beyond that. But I would say there's a lot of people listening, especially if you're at a season in your life where maybe you've, most of it's in the rear of your mirror, and you haven't necessarily shared what you've done and what you can do. And there's people out there who would love to hear, love to read, whatever it might be. And I want to just encourage people listening to think about that. Like, how can I, and again, it's not about necessarily making the money or right. tying it to business, but there's so much wisdom and things that all of us have done that maybe it's technical. Like I help people write books. That's a technical thing. Maybe it's about beating cancer or whatever. I just worked with a doctor who helps people with osteoporosis, whatever it might be. I would encourage, if you feel like it's there and you haven't ever done a book, for example, talk to Tracy, talk to me, whatever. Like share that, share it. It's cool. It is. Well, and Charles would say that. We talked about that in the podcast. You're the only one that's been through this. So yes. you are a genius in something in your life because only you went through it. And to not share that, it's like selfish. So you were put to go through it, not just to break you down and strengthen you, but so you can be an encouragement um, to other people. Absolutely. Well, and all those books, people think, oh, all these books, people are just writing these books. There's a reason people write books and there's a reason people love digesting books. 
And you grew up loving books. I grew up reading to earn money and on a need to know, but you can cultivate a love of reading later in life, just like picking up golf or right. going to skydive. I published a gentleman's book that was 92 last year. Hmm. So it's never too late to hone this skill and whet your appetite. I think if people don't love reading, it's because they haven't really been open to it. It's like when people scoff at the Bible, I'm like, but have you ever read it or looked right. at it? No, but I've heard, okay, right. you can judge anything you want. But if you say that to me, what does that even matter to you? But there's so many books out there. The wisdom of the ages is out there. And mm -hmm. so, like you said, I would encourage everything's our, our, out there. Pretty yes. much everything that you it's been written. Now, of course, there's new technology and stuff that has, of course. But as far as the fundamental stuff, it's there. And that's why your dad's book was such a great resource for me years ago, because even though I love to read, there's times when a short book just makes so much uh -huh. sense. And there's a lot of very powerful short books. So I 100% agree with you. And the other thing I would share, and again, Tracy, you know this just as well as I do. When you put a book out there, for example, 99 out of 100 times, you will never know how it impacts someone, right? You don't know that. 1% of the people will leave a review on Amazon or write you an email yeah. or send you a letter, right? right? Yeah. right? Get that, right? But I can guarantee the number is much bigger. I'm always blown away on my podcast when I'm interviewing people and I don't know somebody and they get on and say, Mike, your book inspired me to do something. I'm like, wow, that's kind of cool. And that's happened so many times. I'm like, I didn't know that. So I would say, think about that because it's not about the reviews, although they're nice. It's you're helping people and you don't even realize you're helping people. Well, and the antiquities, the, the seminal thinkers 50 years plus, when you go pull up Aristotle or the Aesop's fables or stuff from so, or the greats from so many years mm -hmm. ago. And you're like, look at this. It's like, I know them. And yeah. if they hadn't taken the time to write it down, the Bible, the number one bestseller of all time, if his apostles and disciples, if Matthew, Mark, Luke, all the prophets in the Old Testament had not taken the time to write it down, what would we have? Yeah. I mean, the storytelling is beautiful, but why not do both? Take your stories and write them down because you may not be around to tell that story or you may get canceled and you don't get to tell yours and anything, but a book can be given out there. And then you talk about handing books out for business people and entrepreneur. And Charles would say that don't give people your business card because they'll throw it away. Give them a little book because they're not mm -hmm. going to forget that. And then there you are with a little book. So Mike, how do people get a hold of you? Because I hope we've inspired some of our business leaders like you've done so much time to get your little book out. How do they get in touch <laughs> with you? Well, thank you, Tracy. So our publishing business is bite-sized with a D, bitesizedbooks.com. But with your okay, your blessing, I'm going to offer your listeners a gift to read three of my short books, The Magic of Short Books, which has been an Amazon number one bestseller off and on for the last couple of years, The Magic of Working Together and The Magic of Gratitude. Oh. These are short books that your listeners can grab. They're digital, so they're up online, hidden. If they go to my, my primary site, which is mikecapuzzi.com, they go to mikecapuzzi.com slash magic. I call it my magic kit. They can grab those three books. Well, and I love this because sometimes people go, oh, a short book, that makes me look less than. And I'm like, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. You can write 500 other books, but get these first ones. It's like getting your PhD. Right. Just write right. something. Just get it done. And then you can get 20 more and write 700 page dissertations. Yes. Just get it done. And what is it? The stats? I think I told you this in the podcast. Out of books. 72% of the people don't make it past page 50. Yeah, Bite-sized books are the answer. I believe so. This doctor who's an osteoporosis surgeon, he's like, we just got his short book done. 
And he's like, oh, my colleagues are telling me I need to write the big book. And I said, Doug, I said, still, rather than write this big book that no one's going to read, not least the people he wants to read, write four or five shorter books that just written. As soon as I said it, I was like, God, yeah, that's the way to do it. So anyway. Yeah. And for the listeners out there, when people say, oh, no, write this, look at them and say, how many books have you published? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay, so I'm just going to go with the people that have published and listen to them. And like you said, they're quick, they're easy, they're affordable to print them. Yeah. They're very affordable. And so it's no different than putting out your, it's your little marketing piece, yeah. but it's a really meaty marketing piece that can change somebody's life. So yeah. kind of a big deal. Yeah. Well, Mike, I can't thank you enough for being here and sharing with us. I love what you're doing. I love that you're close. I look forward to many more and I love the influence and impact sessions with you. And I just want to thank you for sharing what you did on leadership. You greatly helped me and inspired me. And I know you did to our listeners too. Tracy, I thank you very much. Again, you were a great guest. So I'm glad I was hopefully able to maybe meet halfway there. So thank you very much. You're welcome. And to our tremendous tribe out there, thank you so much for being part of everything that we're doing. We couldn't do it without you. If you like what you heard, please be sure and hit the like and subscribe button. And we'd be honored if you would leave us a review. Also, you make sure you connect with Mike Capuzzi. The purpose of this is not just to listen, but also to connect and have valuable resources. And never forget, as my father said, you'll be the same person five years from now that you are today, except for two things, the people you meet and the books you read. Here, Mike gave us, you just met the tremendous Mike, and he gave us some tremendous books. You can go to his site and download three of them. So you'll be triple tremendous. All right. So everybody, thanks so much again. Keep on paying the price of leadership. We're right there with you and have a tremendous rest of your day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Tremendous Leadership with Dr. Tracy Jones. Find out more about Dr. Jones at www.tremendousleadership.com. If you've been ignited by something you heard in this episode, let us know by leaving a review for Tremendous Leadership wherever you listen to podcasts or by sending us a message through www.tremendousleadership.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.